Welcome, everybody, to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also Columbus's first business-focused podcast. Our show is presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. I'm Michaela Hunt, brand journalist and your host here at CBuzz. We have the facts and the stories straight from the source in Central Ohio, our business leaders. The education and advice is always on point. We come to you from our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, a collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, and digital media. We're fortunate to have the space and place where we can have great conversations. And we're having another one today. We're sitting down with Lynette Smith, CEO and founder of Securidine Logistics LLC, a unique logistics network member. Securidine Logistics is boutique logistics firm who provides world-class customized service and support to their clients. Securidine Logistics is proud to be woman, minority, and veteran-owned, offering a broad range of services, including air, ground, and ocean freight management. Lynette you're in a lot of stuff. We're excited to talk to you. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Michaela. Air, ground, and ocean. And you're sitting in front of me, and we were just talking before we started this about some of what this work entails, and it's just, it's really interesting. Can can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in the logistics industry? Absolutely. Thanks for asking, Michaela. You know, a lot of people, are, they look at me and they don't think that's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) You're in logistics? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, my time started, I guess my interest started when I was younger. I love to build things and I'm a problem solver. Um, I'm one of four siblings, but all brothers. And so I grew up building and playing and, you know, figuring out how things worked. Uh, And then I stumbled into, I shouldn't say stumbled, I was recruited into a business development sales career uh, with 3M Company based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. And with that Part of my journey, I focus specifically on industrial manufacturing okay. and supply chain in um, logistics in my day-to-day career uh, and responsibilities. So, you know, I fell in love with it. Um, you were solving problems. I am a problem solver. I was on my way here watching the traffic thinking, oh, gosh. How am I going to get... You know, if they would just do this, this, and this. (laughs) (laughs) So that is really, so that was your experience where it started in logistics when you were with 3M in terms of that specific role. Yes. Okay. You know, and and how did you get to Columbus, Ohio and what you're doing here? Very interesting. Great question as well. I relocated to Columbus, Ohio with 3M Company. So my first real job offer out of college brought me to Columbus, Ohio, and I've Built the home in my family here. Been here over almost two decades, uh, and now an entrepreneur in the Columbus community. I tend to forget 3M had a presence. Maybe still has a presence here in Columbus. I know a couple other people who fi- whose families they have worked for them. So that's that's good to remember and know. What are some of the challenges that you face right now? You know, when we think about logistics and we think about some of the struggles we've seen over the last few years and what we've been through, what are some of the challenges that you face as a logistics provider, and and how are you working on overcoming them or solving those problems? Absolutely, great question. Um, you know, Michaela, the the maybe the top challenge for us today, right? This is March 2023. Would be the fact that the market's a little bit soft. Everything that's going on around us in terms of inflation and housing, all those things that individuals are thinking about in terms of open up that purse or that wallet are affecting how soon they're shipping things. Um, Everybody's a little bit more apprehensive, if that makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. So when you say soft, that's what that means. Yes. Because there's apprehension about buying or purchasing at times. Yes. The companies 
are not, th- their supply chain looks different. Yes, they are being more lean. They are absolutely consolidating more. And of course, we're a newer small business. We're a startup. So we have great customer service. We are ready to work and, and solve problems for, for great companies, but they don't know that we exist. And we understand that it's tough to take a risk on a company like ours. But why right now is the good time? If I would ask you that question, I feel like based on what you all provide, now may be the right time, especially if they're thinking lean, to think about some things like this. So talk about the current situation and how you're problem solvers for that. Absolutely. That's a a great segue, uh, Michaela. So because we are a startup, we are very, very lean. We have a lot more flexibility in terms of how we manage each client, each customer. And so we can be a little more custom and tailor things. We don't have a lot of overhead just yet. We expect it in the future. But um, we are able to speak with each client and take a little more time to understand what their actual challenges are and actually help them. So we're not knocking on the door saying, hey, give us something to ship. That's not what we're doing. We are providing value. We actually are pivoting and updating our value proposition probably every couple months based on what's happening in the market. Mm -hmm. So we are lean. um, We are very efficient. We have a great, strong network of experienced carriers and drivers. uh, And we're eager. And nimble, I would say, too, based on how you just described all of that. Very much so. Can you talk specifically about some of the innovative solutions that you've developed to help clients? Absolutely. Um, We have a very lean team, but we have really tight structure on roles and responsibilities. So everyone understands on the team exactly where they're responsible for certain tasks and actions. We also have great communication tools that we use. We have a CRM system. I am keeping track of everyone that we communicate with down to every word that we speak, right? <laughs> so uh, that's a good, of, it's a good CRM is key absolutely, to business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's part of what I love, right? It's what my business development background helped train me to do. So um, we are using great communication tools. We are also using a great um, tracking tool for the journey of the freight or the cargo that we're transporting so that we can give real-time updates to the client or the customer. I'm talking about every hour, every two hours if they request it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're communicating, over-communicating, um, and then just dotting I's and crossing T's. We do what we say we're going to do. We over-communicate until you ask us not to because um, we understand people have a lot going on. And one of the things that we want to do is kind of take that pressure off of their plate. And when you're lean and mean, you can do things like this. Absolutely. So let's talk, okay, okay, we knew that this was going to come up, the pandemic, (laughs) right? So the pandemic affected the logistics industry, like nobody's business. And I mean, you're seeing some things now that have come out of it, but in the midst of the pandemic itself, how were you able to adapt to changes that were going on at the moment? Great question. I don't know if anyone's asked me that. supply looked... Bear. Bear. Yeah, it, it wasn't just soft. It was, ba- it was, it bare. was bare. It was yeah. visibly bare. It was yes. visibly bare. So what did you do? So what we had to do is we had to focus on, so in our industry, what we ship, the industry term is a commodity. So if you're shipping toilet paper or towels or shoes, that is the commodity. So what we did during the pandemic is we were very specific about what commodities were in high demand based on the um stay-at-home mandates and things that were uh, provided to us, you know, throughout the the nation. Masks. For for being safe, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And so we were working with 
the clients that we have with those strong relationships to make sure that we were providing support for moving those types of commodities around. And so it did affect us a little bit. I mean, every business I assume had a little bit of uh, some effect from that. But, you know, what we learned also is that the trucking industry is very, very vital and critical. Extremely so. For us every day. So, yeah. yeah. Can you discuss a little bit about the importance of sustainability in the industry? You know, that's a big thing that we talk about in a lot of industries in 2023. But what steps have you guys taken to reduce your environmental impact and what does sustainability look like for you? Absolutely. Thanks for that question. Most people don't ask us that. So, love to, to shed some light on that. We take pride in how we route each. Um, project, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, very similar to what some of our competition does. We won't name them, but um, we're, we're making our routes as efficient as possible, which are giving us the flexibility to, to use less fuel. Okay, so we're saving some some money on fuel, but we're also very conscious of our impact and our footprint, right? With uh, fuel, we've taken liberties of looking into some electric vehicles. I know that's it's, very it's, new. It's a it's a popular topic. Yes, absolutely. I'm, well, we're familiar and, and aware of the testing that's going on in the corridor, right? Yeah, From thirty-three. Columbus to Indianapolis. Well, seventy oh, as well. Seventy as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, State Route thirty-three and seventy. So we're working on maybe making sure that we have the best routes available for our drivers. We're consolidating wherever there is um, an opportunity to do that, and helping to educate our clients, the customers, the shippers on, you know, if if they're used to doing things one way, here's why it might be a good idea to think about something different for sustainability's sake. How do do those conversations go? Because have they they considered it? Have they had multiple people talk to them about it? And and what do the conversations look like? Uh, Well, you know, from my experience, Michaela, um, most companies are aware that sustainability is important. Making the transition is the challenge. And so if we enter into that business relationship, focusing on that from the beginning, then it's always a part of our conversation. And that's kind of how we focus on things. Got it. We don't want it to be an afterthought. Um, and we, you know, I take pride in asking, hey, do you have scorecards? How do you measure us? Mm. Because we want to know how to have that best performance in your eyes as a client. That's so proactive. And I don't know if I've talked with a lot of companies, maybe some that I have talked with do this, but that's very proactive on your end. That you want them to score you Absolutely. so you know how you can improve. Absolutely. And then in our eyes, that shows a little more collaboration. We don't, I've been using the word client a lot, but we consider everyone a partner. Mm-hmm. We want to work together to solve your problems and get things done in, in the best way for you. So currently in 2023, we have what we just described as kind of a soft supply chain. Is Am I using that correctly yes. now? Okay. And... Um, manufacturers, distributors have been leaner about what they're putting out there. How do you see the logistics industry evolving in the next few years from this place where we are? And I'm sure those listeners at home who are just consumers like me are very curious about what you think that looks like and how do you see Securidine Logistics playing in that evolution? I have all I have all the hard-hitting ones Yes, here. you do, Michaela. <laughs> yes, you do. Um you know, based on my personal experience, I don't know if my partners would agree on this, but um, I see a lot of automation coming our way, um, strictly because of uh, there being workforce challenges currently. And so uh, 
to run your business, you absolutely need some consistency, right? And if, if the warm bodies that we're um, relying on to help us uh, are not consistent, then, you know, we might have to go and, and look into other alternatives. So I think automation is going to be a huge thing in the future. Um, electric vehicles are here. I mean, we, we won't get away from it. It's just a matter of, you know, measuring and the metrics on safety, Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, personally, I would have a challenge with, <laughs> I need to better understand, you know, how those vehicles will be transporting products, right? the safety precautions, you know, and how other drivers and pedestrians should be engaging around those electric vehicles. Um, in terms of ocean and air, I don't know that much will change in that sense, outside of the fact that, you know, most consumers, everyday consumers, we're just being a little more conservative right now. But I think that once we get back to that space where we're a little more comfortable, mm-hmm. um, spending habits will maybe get back to a new normal, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we'll be on our way with with moving more product. Automation, when you say that for the logistics industry, more automation, what does that look like? Like, give me just an example or two of what could be automated because there is a lack of individuals sometimes to help staff what you need to do in your industry. Sure. Uh, so... Some good visuals would be if you can picture a semi truck and how long that trailer is on the back. Mm-hmm. It's fifty three feet long, right? So someone has to, someone usually is physically walking or driving something up in the back of that truck to fill it up from the front where the driver is all the way to the back where they shut that door and pull off. Um, a good uh, example of automation would be some um, robotics or equipment that are actually going to take a load and load it into the truck instead of a human body doing that. Got it. So that means the the person is actually still in the warehouse somewhere in the facility packing product or making the product, doing something else, mm-hmm. right? Um, so loading the trucks, unloading the trucks on the dock door. There definitely could be some um, third-party logistics, fourth-party logistics automation, and that involves Michaela... Um, Sometimes there are companies like ours that, um, you know, we'll move product, but then there needs to be some storage or warehouse in transit. So maybe the our partner doesn't want it delivered until Friday. Today's yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we got to hold on to it. Right. Well, there's a facility somewhere where there's typically going to be some warm bodies, some individuals there unloading and loading. That's an opportunity to include some automation as well. Got it. Can you share success story or memorable experience from your time at Securedyne? Oh gosh, every day. So. <laughs> you she she walked in like hopping in the door. Right? This week has has been a good week, and it's Tuesday it's when we're Tuesday. recording. So yeah, I mean, you have. It sounds like you have a lot, but pick one if you can that you really would love to share. One success story, you know, it's it's our team, our mm. team, our team dynamic, our chemistry, the alignments, how we approach our partners, i.e., the customers the clients, uh, it works. And that is why you see this great energy and I'm so excited. We're seeing the fruits of our labors right now and it's really exciting. It's been a long journey. We still got a long way to go, but we're excited. And I'm very proud of our team and what we've accomplished so far. That's beautiful that that's the success story you picked out. I love it. It says a lot about what, how you guys work together. Thank for, you. For someone who's interested in getting into a career in logistics, what would you tell them? Ooh, do it. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you know, I think logistics is very similar. It should be a skilled trade. I think it should oh. be right up there with skilled trades, right? Because it is not something that you could just jump into. Right. But I think it's very rewarding. 
Um, Where do you go to learn? You would think you would need to look into a driving school to learn how to drive a semi truck if that's what you desire. So a 53 foot tractor trailer combo. There are some opportunities to kind of um, take baby steps into the industry where someone could maybe drive a van, a sprinter van, or a different type of vehicle that doesn't require um, licensing from the government. But to have the most rewarding career, I would suggest a tractor trailer, 53 foot. Um, They need to find a really good school. Most often, those driving schools will introduce you to companies, right, while you're taking the coursework and learning that are interested in hiring. We're always hiring, by the way. <laughs> yeah, given your model. We're always looking for great, great drivers um, with good track records. Uh, so they just need to go to school. Got it. And there's a lot of funding and there are a lot of programs in Ohio to send individuals to driving school at no cost. Can you talk a little bit about your model? Because I think it is very innovative in the space you're in. I'd love for you to explain that to our listeners. You kind of, I don't know if it's a hack or not, but to me, who's not in the logistics industry, it feels kind of like you've hacked a bit of the industry and what you're doing and how you're doing it. Sure, absolutely. So the unique logistics business model uh, focuses on our value proposition, which is capacity. So we leverage capacity to help our partners, i.e. the Clients, the clients and customers, yes. yeah, um, accomplish their goals and their objectives. So we've taken a a consortium approach. So there are a there's a network of drivers that drive fifty three foot tractor trailer combos that own their own trucks, right? So they don't work for someone else. They, they work for themselves. They don't work for me, right? They work for themselves, absolutely. And we take that network and we find opportunities to leverage the network based on size. So for instance, each one of those business owners could maybe have one or two trucks that they own themselves, but together that's three or five, right? So we can go find a project where they may need three trucks per week. That will help that owner have more consistent um, income and some more predictability in terms of where they're driving, planning, you know, family time, vacations, time at home, things of that nature. Because typically, and and not all of this audience is going to know the ins and outs of logistics, typically these individual drivers, in my world is usually when I a freelancer, an LLC, they are looking at a board of some sort. Talk about that because that's part of the hack too. Absolutely, Michaela. So there is something called a load board, L-O-A-D as in David, load board. Visually, it looks similar to like the New York Stock Exchange ticker board. So there's just lots of flashing lights and bells and whistles, right? But what a traditional owner-operator is going to do is they're going to go onto that board and find a piece, a business or an opportunity based on when they're available. So if it's Tuesday evening right now, I'm available Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to go on that board today and tonight, and I'm going to find something so that I can go make some money tomorrow afternoon. But when I do that, I've got to figure out how to get back home. And hopefully, I'm making money getting back. Because you need to plan for that as well. You have to plan your trip, absolutely. So where Unique Logistics steps in is we take care of all of the administrative and back office stuff. We are planning routes. We are using our um, corporate experience and skill sets, if if you will, to negotiate contracts. So we're going to make sure that the drivers that work with us, that are our partners with us, um, have great opportunities for consistent business with um, consistent pay, consistent rates, and they actually know where they're going to be traveling for a short amount of time, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. And that's probably incredibly attractive to these individuals who are kind of on their own otherwise. Absolutely. Trying to figure this all out. It's a lot of work. And, and keep in mind, Michaela, drivers 
their priority is safety and driving. And so they really don't have time to do anything else while they're on the road and in that truck. And you don't want them to be doing anything no, else. No, <laughs> you want them focused on that work. Absolutely. And getting rest when they're expected to get some rest. So, Is there a requirement for a certain amount of time Absolutely. There are rules similar to pilots. I was wondering. In terms of sleep and um, hours in operation. Okay. And so that's why you'll see a lot of semi-trucks pulled over at exits and they're in the back sleep. It could be the most random exit. I, I have wondered that at times. Why aren't you at a like a larger rest stop or travel stop? But it was their time. It came up to their time. Federal, federal, excuse me, federal regulations say that when you hit that deadline, you cannot continue moving. Period. Wow. Okay. Um, can you talk about any upcoming projects or initiatives that Securidine has in the works? Absolutely. I would like to add that we are not just your traditional logistics and transportation <laughs> company, we, um, we've added um, a new service offering in the constru- construction space, excuse oh, me. Okay. So we- Another hack? Absolutely. So we figured out, Michaela, that we're adding value, right, for our partners. And so we figure out where there are pain points for them. And if there's an opportunity for us to address that, that is what we like to do. And so we found some pain points in the construction industry, which actually is- really good in terms of alignment with what we currently do. Okay. So when you think about transportation and construction, most people think of dump trucks, mm-hmm. moving dirt, gravel, things of that nature. But there are a couple things upstream that happen, and that's why we have the trucks there to pick up the dirt. They're digging. They're doing things underground. Right. And so there are new opportunities that Unique Logistics is looking into in that space as well. To move things. We It's called earthwork. Earthwork. Absolutely. So it's moving earth. Dirt. Okay gravel, things of that nature, and and helping out our partners with those construction projects. I feel like you all look for opportunities to be able to get in there and make a difference in a very innovative way based on what you've shared so far today. Thank you. That's exactly what we aim to do. And hopefully we're doing a good job. Where can listeners go to learn more about Securidine Logistics and Unique Logistics and Services? Absolutely. Well, as of today, um, I'm using Unique Logistics full-time. So you can find us at www.unique, and that is spelled U as in unicorn, N as in Nathan, I, K as in Kevin, Unique Logistics, and Logistics is spelled with a K instead of a C. Uh, .com. So that's our website. So uniquelogistics.com. Um, I am also always available <laughs> at lsmith at uniquelogistics.com. lsmith at uniquelogistics.com. Use those Ks when you're spelling Use it out, like those she said. Ks, absolutely. So one of the reasons we have conversations like this one um, is because we really believe that obviously continued personal and professional development is one of the key aspects of a leader's journey in business, right? It's so important to keep ourselves up to date and thinking through our development journey. I'd love to hear what's influencing you lately. And it could be outside of the specific workspace. It could be a podcast, book, it could be anything. So what is really making you light up lately, making you think in those innovative ways? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, you, you also seem pretty busy. And I also know that it can be hard to fit in those things Absolutely. at times. Yeah. Well, but when you're having fun. <laughs> I mean, when you're having fun, just part of the whole thing. Yeah. It's not work. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. What's lighting me up these days? You know, I got into this, this business. I started a business um, because, you know, I'd spent over two decades in corporate America, great career, done a lot of great things, earned a lot of money. 
been around the world. And this next chapter in my journey is about uh, my legacy. And so my focus is generational wealth right now. So I'm working on doing what I need to do for my family and for myself, and that makes me feel good. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a book a month, actually two. One's personal, one's professional development. I work out a lot. I run. I got to get sleep. And you, uh, and you work with your sons, speaking I of do. talking about generational wealth. I do. So really thinking from a family perspective on what you're doing for him and his children. And his children's children's And his children's children's children, children's children. yes. Absolutely. You know, that's one of the things that uh, keeps me going, keeps me motivated is seeing him and his development, but also knowing that uh, down the road, when I'm probably not going to be here any longer, they'll be okay. Absolutely. Lynette, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. As I said, the time goes by fast, but you've shared a lot of wisdom today and made our listeners also maybe think about different ways to look at solving problems. Absolutely. I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you for having me to share a little bit about what I do, why I do it. And if anyone is interested, you know, please reach out. We're always open to new connections. Thank you so much. Uh, Lynette Smith, CEO and founder of Securidine Logistics LLC, a unique logistics network member. For our listeners, again, if you want to learn more about Securidine Logistics, please visit uniquelogistics.com. That's U-N-I-K-L-O-G-I-S-T-I-K-S.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by giving us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you may be listening. Your reviews help people find our show and hear our community stories, stories just like Lynette's. We read your feedback and we value your ideas as we plan for future episodes. CBuzz is proudly produced in collaboration with Capital University, and we want to say a special thank you to their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for you, our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's business-focused podcast. Talk soon.